You're listening to Past and Present, the Colonial Williamsburg podcast. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm Harmony Hunter. Well, beer and college go hand in hand, and recent archaeology at the College of William and Mary is coming close to tracing that connection all the way back to one of the country's very oldest colleges. Our guest today is Andy Edwards, who joins us to share the details of a surprising campus discovery. Andy, thank you for being here today. Well, thank you for asking me. And you're a staff archaeologist here at Colonial Williamsburg? That's correct. We're talking about archaeology at the Wren Building, and before we talk about specifically what you found, how can we describe the Wren Building for listeners so that they know how to understand this building in the historical context uh, of the college and of the country? The Wren Building is the oldest and continually used uh, classroom building or college building in the country. It's at the second oldest college, which was William Mary, founded in 1693. The original build, Wren Building was built uh, between 1695 and 1698. Much of that building survives, although there was a terrific fire in 1705 that virtually leveled the building. It was rebuilt, and this will be important to our story, uh, in the 17-teens and survived that until uh, pretty much intact until 1859 when it burned again. Uh, it was rebuilt um, and then reburned the next decade. It survived then until the 1930s when it was restored by Colonial Williamsburg uh, in 1930-31. And that's the building you see today. A large portion of that building is original, uh, but it's uh, a lot is also uh, a reproduction. There has been a lot of archaeology in the Wren Yard, through the historic campus, and around the Wren Building. What prompted the dig um, that we're talking about today, the one that uncovered what you think might have been the campus's uh, early brewery? Well, it goes back to 2011, which isn't too far, but um, there are walkways that run on either side of the Wren Building that dated to the 1930s or 40s. Um, the college wish to widen one of those walkways, the one next to the chapel or on the side of the building, the south side, in, in 2011, and ask the William & Mary Center for Archaeological Research, which is the cultural resource management arm of the college, to investigate the area first to make sure that the widening of the sidewalk wouldn't interfere with uh, any archaeological features that were hitherto unknown. Well, they did find something. They found a brick foundation, which looked to be 18th century, um, and they traced out a bit of that foundation at that time and found a building that was approximately 20 by 18 feet. Um, since much of it ran under the existing walkway, and um, uh, they were unable to pursue it at the time because of time and uh, financial constraints. They decided just to record what was there, the building, and um, ask the college not to widen the sidewalk at that time. Well, three years later, uh, Louise Kale, who was the former uh, executive director of the historic campus, asked Colonial Winsburg Archaeology to um, pick up on the investigation and to uh, investigate the building, uh, also any other features that might be disturbed by the widening of the, the sidewalk. Um, that was in the spring of this year. Colonial Williamsburg has a long history of doing 
uh, archaeology on the uh, historic campus. Uh, we've since the 1930s, we've done a lot of work there. How did we miss this before? I'm, I'm thinking about during the first, in, in the beginning of the restoration, I remember reading stories about how uh, at that time they did cross-trenching of large, just diagonal trenches across large areas just to see if anything was under there. And, and, and through the years, there's been a lot of uh, exploration around Wren Yard and the Wren Building. How did we miss a brick foundation up until this point? We wonder that ourselves. <laughs> the... Um there was some trenching in that area. At that particular time, back in the early 30s, most of the trenching was north-south and east-west um, before they realized that trenching um, in diagonals on lots that are laid out in uh, north-south, east-east directions uh, is much more efficient at finding brick foundations. Um, we're very lucky, actually, that part of it was put uh, under a walkway and that the, uh, it wasn't any closer to the Wren Building. It's about 40 feet, I guess, from the Wren Building. Uh, a lot of heating and air conditioning work was done there in the 1990s to upgrade the building, and that would have impacted the, uh, the foundations. I think we're just lucky that it wasn't found. There, is, uh, there are a lot of features found around that area. There's a brick kiln that dates to the 18th century, um, just a stone throw away. So... Just serendipity. It's neat to think that even after all these years, there's still a few secrets around uh, waiting, waiting to be told. So you found a brick foundation, and your best guess now uh, is that this might have been a brewery. T tell me what clues you have about that function um, and why that might have been a part of the college's operation. Well, it's in a way, it's a, part of, uh, it's a process of elimination. And another is uh, there's historical references to a brew house. Um, originally, uh, we know from um, uh, early records, uh, uh, Beverly wrote in 1722 in the uh, uh, present history and present state of Virginia that the Wren building originally was built with the kitchen, bakehouse, and brew house under the Great Hall in 1695. Um, the building burned in 1705, and those functions were moved outside, we find from the college notes. We don't know exactly where, but we don't know either whether the brew house, uh, bakehouse, and kitchen were three separate structures, or as they were in the great, under the Great Hall, um, just one. So, that's one reference. So we know there was a brew house. There was always a brew house, and uh, beer was just, it was food at the time. And Harvard had a brew house. Practically all universities and, and institutions had brew houses because that's what you served with, with dinner. Beer was probably safer in some ways than drinking water um, for two reasons. One thing, you had to boil the water to make the beer and that killed significant bacteria. And in the brewing process itself, uh, the fermenting process kills bacteria as well. So it was a safer thing to drink and it was nutritious. A lot of it was likely small beer, which was less alcoholic than, than uh, the regular beer or beer that we see today. Um, is that, and when we started excavating, we weren't sure exactly what we had. Um, we found that there was a uh, 
an addition to the building on the south side. The building is 20 feet east-west and 18 feet north-south. And on the south side, there's a smaller 8 by 18 foot uh, uh, lean-to or addition. It was added to the building at some later date, uh, but in the 18th century. When we finally got down past the 20th century disturbances and other debris, there's a lot of landscaping in this area over the last 100 years, um, we found a, a layer of what we call destruction rubble. And it's rubble and bits and pieces that are left from the building when it collapsed or was, uh, was destroyed. And we don't know what that process was, whether it was torn down on purpose or fell in or or exactly why. But um, we found in the approximate middle of the main part of the building a what appeared to be a chimney fall because the bricks had fallen in such a way that the coursing was still evident. You could see that it was English bonded. And we felt that, oh, this is a chimney fall. This is cool. This is probably a, a kitchen. Um, with a quarter on the side. And we were very excited because a kitchen and quarter would mean a lot of things and be very interesting for the college. Well, we removed the rubble and there was no chimney base. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, let's see. That rules out kitchen because you needed fireplace. There was no other fireplaces in the building. Um, it rules out a bakehouse because of the same reason you need that. It also rules out a residence or a quarter. Again, you need heat. What we did find was a pit, a round pit uh, that cut through an earlier uh, square pit full of ash. Um, and in the bottom of that pit were bricks that had been burned. They were sort of placed in a in a circular manner, and then um, well, it looked like there was some burning on top of them. Uh, the pit contained creamware, which is a Wedgwood uh, production ceramic that we know didn't exist before 1762. So, and this, this was also found in the destruction rubble. So we know that the building was destroyed or went down or went out of use after 1762. Probably several years after that date. Um, so what else could this be? Well, we've got some options, and brew house and laundry are two of those. And frankly, laundries are not nearly as exciting as brew houses, for obvious reasons. So um, we set out to try to figure out what the building was. A lot of it is going to hinge upon the uh, environmental sampling, uh, botanical samples that we've taken from the pit and from um, some internal ditches that were found inside the building foundation and from the floors of the building itself. So um, those samples are being prepared. They're pollen samples. We're lucky that uh, uh, hops, which is a constituent of beer this far north, um, creates a lot of pollen. It's very fragile, but if it creates enough pollen, maybe some survives archaeologically. We do know, actually, from the historical records that, uh, from the bursar's record at the college, which we have the originals, that in the 1750s, 
on December the 19th, precisely, um, one of the times that the college was buying hops from the quarter and plantation that that college owned on the south side of James. So it says uh, purchased from the Nottaway Negroes, which means the, the slaves that the college owned on the south side of the river, they purchased hops. So there was a brewery going on at that time. Our, um, what we'd like to do is figure out whether this building is that brewery. Um, we're hoping the pollen will help us. So have you uncovered everything in the ground that you can, and now it's all moving to the lab, it's all moving to under the microscope? That is correct. Uh, the site now is back under a brick walkway, so they act fast. So that's, uh, yeah, that's been done. So everything is uh, up to analysis and more historical uh, research. Um, I'm looking into other archaeology of other brew houses, if we can find those. It's, they're kind of rare. We've been looking and um, trying to see if what we've found looks similar to, to what was found there. So when do you hope to have this story resolved? When do you think you'll learn more about um, what that soil might tell you? Well, we're preparing the samples to be sent away now, and we've identified a palynologist who is a person who looks at pollen, and we're trying to find right now someone who can do the phytoliths as well. Um, we also have identified someone to do the seed analysis. We just need to send it off and uh, have that analysis done. I hope that by the first part of next year we'll learn something. Well, we'll be looking forward to see what analysis reveals about what exactly we've uncovered here, but it sounds like there's a lot more interesting history um, to be learned from this feature. So oh, yeah. best of luck to you, and we'll just be Thank waiting you. on the edge of our seats to hear. I am too. <laughs> Thank you for coming by today, Andy. Okay, thank you. Enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. We're always glad to hear your feedback. Send us an email at podcast.history.org.